Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James and I'll be your game master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, my name is Eric. I am playing Sten, the half-orc barbarian. My name is Molly and I will be playing Eden, the human sorcerer. My name is Winter and I'll be playing the elf druid, Saria. I am Mark and I'll be playing Geesh, the human shield bearer. My name's Amanda, and I will be playing Galena, the angsty dwarven bard. Last time on Sometimes Heroes, you hung out at Eden's house, had a little party, met up with a lone elven woman in the shape of a squirrel, had some good times there, but then found yourselves on the streets, accosted by guards and then by street urchins, had some disagreements over how much information you should be giving away. You decided to make Xariel invisible and the rest of you attempted to lose the obvious tales that you had with some notable lack of success before appearing on the dock on the docks you find among the poorly maintained rotting timbers there is the gibraltar the ship that you found before its sail shaped into a sun with five flames colored amber but the ship previously unassuming now has a ballista hanging off the bow pointed menacingly at a group of men cluttered into alleyways and behind various crates you can see two ballista bolts one piercing an upturned cart and the other making some damage indistinguishable from the rest of the damage in the dock there are some hobgoblins crouching behind it peeking furtively over the railings Along the dock, you can see these men, several humans, your good friend Ray Dither, and a very ominous-looking dwarf who is currently chewing on what looks like a cigar, his arms covered with runic tattoos, with a comically large crossbow on his back. You all are currently hidden inside another alley down the dock slightly. I'm going to quickly add that Galena's sort of stripping out of her fancy clothes that she was wearing at the fancy party, putting out on her uh, regular traveling clothes, which is a leather corset and a long woolen skirt that's blue. And essentially that's what she's wearing. Wait, so we're in an alley and you just start to undress and change into different clothes? Well, do you want, do you want to underwear. play that out real quick? Or do you want to just say you were wearing most of it underneath your other clothes and just had to wrap the skirt around you? She is able, as if she's had practice changing clothes quickly and under the gaze of other people, like backstage at a performance, sort of picked up the skill of changing outfits without revealing too much. Hmm. Though it may cause a few alarmed glances from whoever is passing by, but nothing is, <laughs> nothing is too obviously revealed. We are hidden, right? So... You are currently out of view of the men in front of you, people passing on the street behind, maybe two men walking by the and one stops and the other one pulls him away. Well, it looks like the Indicot, or what's left of Indicot, has come after the Gibraltar and uh, the Amber Sun ship. I'd say this is a really good time to just charge straight in, yelling and screaming, waving our arms, and hoping for the best. Found plan. I was going to say we should just wait for them to kill each other, and then we go in and fight what's left. That might take a while. We don't have that much time. Well, I mean, we have 12 hours, right? Yeah, but who knows how long it's going to take. I don't know. I don't think it'll take that long. What's the situation look like, James? How actively are they fighting right now? You can see that they are currently at what appears to be an impasse. To get on the ship, the men on the dock would have to traverse a wide open area, and mm -hmm. the ship is currently menacing them with a very large gun, so to speak. 
Okay. But it seems like the men on the dock outnumber the ones on the ship. Hmm. I do think you're onto something with the let them kill each other plan. Right, right. We I mean, can find a way to provoke open conflict. Hey, that one guy said something about your mom. If Sten or myself were invisible, we could probably, like, you know, get close to one of the crowds and shout something. But I imagine an elf voice insulting someone's mom would be kind of apparent that one of them didn't say it. Just so you know, elves don't have extremely distinctive voices well, unless they are using some sort of magic. I meant to say female elf voice. Galena's looking puzzled. I'm pretty sure I've dealt with this organization before. In what or sense? My old job. We can't negotiate with them. Will we need help fighting them? Um, do you think we can take them on ourselves? Or should we just talk? Well, what we have to do at the very least is find the lycanthrope on that ship and kill it. So people who have been infected will no longer keep turning. If that lycanthrope is someone that the ship's occupants like, obviously they're not going to be alright with us doing that. We could, I guess, temporarily side with all the men on the dock, who I'm pretty sure are Indicott, but we probably don't want to do that. Well, why not? I mean, that might actually people. be a good idea. Yeah, I know, but it's just for however long it takes for us to get on that ship and do what we need to do. I'm with Eden there. No point I in fighting even... two groups of people. I mean, we can try. I feel like, hey, hand over the lycanthrope and let us kill it might be a pretty hefty demand. Can I roll history to know if I know this ship? And you roll a 19. This ship is the Gibraltar. You recognize it before you even read the name on the side. Its sail is very distinctive. Its captain is well known along the Midland Sea. He is a disgraced noble from the Avzal Empire. His name is Ghazi Koblia. He has some sort of shame following him around. But you have actually met him before. He is a reasonable man, you recall. Hmm. He was not known for violence or madness. I relay this information to everyone. I've met this captain before, Captain Ghazi, and he's actually pretty reasonable. I think if we talk to him, he might listen to us, and he will know who I am. Well, no objection here if you think you got a chance. I don't feel like fighting. Think I might be willing to do that? Could I stop and buy something first before we walk in there? That's a loaded situation, and I would like to have something yeah, on hand. I wouldn't Is mind getting bread? some. Uh... No, it's not bread. <laughs> it's not bread. Okay, okay, just checking. It's, it's much more... Before you guys stop and do things, you've got about 10 minutes left on Sariel's invisibility. Okay. Well, can't it be cast again after War's off? Yes, but it is a significant investment of casting. But I mean, it's not like there's a limited number of those, is there? There are a limited number of those. Galena turns to where she thinks Sariel is, obviously not looking in the right direction, and just kind of says to the air, Do you think you could scout ahead and see if you could find the captain so we have a more direct path? Or see what the atmosphere is like for the next few minutes before we just kind of walk in there? She inspects the tools that are up against the wall in the alleyway. Sariel? Are, are you are you in front of me, or am I looking at them? Where are you? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But to get onto the ship, I would have to get... There's sort of that broad walkway, but it's being guarded by a firearm, yes? Not a firearm. It is a ballista, which is just... It, it is oh, very simply okay. a large crossbow. Cannon-sized, in fact. I'm sure you'll be fine. Could I roll perception on that to see if I like to see if it's perceive safe. any reason why, like obvious reason why that wouldn't be possible for me to sneak aboard? Seeing as you are invisible right now, it doesn't seem like there's any obstacle to you getting on board until you actually step up the gangplank, which is well past the ballista. Someone might notice that going bounce, bounce, bounce because somebody's on it, but otherwise doesn't seem like anybody would notice you. There's no crowd to push your way through. It's relatively open because the Indicott mercs are undercover and spread out, not wanting to present themselves openly. You can, in fact, see that there are a couple of the cities 
these soldiers, both to the east and west of you along the dock, turning people away from this spot. Now that Galena's located the source of the noise, she focuses on a piece of rotting cloth flapping around where she thinks Sariel might be and says, Well, if you need help, I can maybe go out there and talk to them and distract them a little bit if you are concerned about walking onto the dock. Do we know who the, the lichen is, by the way? The lycanthrope? Or we do not. Going to... We do not. Okay. Hopefully it's not Gauzy. That would be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Saria leans over to Eden and asks roughly how long she thinks she can hold the spell and how much distance she thinks she can hold it over. Mechanically, Eden knows that she can hold this spell for another five to ten minutes, but then it's gonna fade. The weave is threadbare. As far as distance, I think we're okay, but it can only last for about an hour, and I think we're quickly running out of time, unless I can recast it. You could, but you'd have to spend another charge. Which is not unthinkable, it's just you might be able to do something with the time you have left. Dariel kind of considers it. She knows that she could probably get on board and into kind of a uh, private area where she could maybe transform into something inconspicuous. But she hesitates and asks, would, would it be wise to split up the party at this point? Well, unfortunately, I can't make everyone invisible at the same time. I don't know, maybe it is the best idea to try to use what you have, since not only are you currently invisible, but once you become visible again, you can disguise yourself as whatever you want, I'm assuming. That's a bold plan. Go in there, disguise yourself while you're invisible. I like it. Well, I can't come up with a better one, unless Galena has any connections that might be able to help us. Yeah, I mean, I've met Captain Gazi, and I believe he'll remember me. I mean, he was very friendly last time I met him. I try and shoot a knowing glance instead through my blindfold. Hey, 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 hey. Out I'm of gonna... character. It did not happen. Um... Gray Fox is a steel trap. Wait, what? No, I'm taking Fox? I'm What were you knowing glancing about? She said she knew him, like, quite well personally. Oh, okay. No. Never mind. I said he was very friendly. To... Yeah, that's what I'm taking that as a certain way. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I see, okay. I see the glance, and as oblivious as I am, don't don't understand the meaning of it, and just look a little confused. <laughs> I rolled perception to see if I see this glance, and I rolled a fourteen. Uh, you see it easily, since uh, Gij was trying to make it obvious. Right, because I'm wearing a blindfold in my face, so I have to kind of make an effort so people understand where I'm looking. Yep. Gij, I am a lady. I have to make men work. I'm not saying anything. I'm just. I mean, I don't have to make men. I'm work. just looking I around this lovely, them. this lovely decrepit dock, trying to think about what we should do. Well, I want to go talk to Captain Gazi. I think that's the reasonable thing that we can do. I, I might have an angle that would work with that. Do you now? But I want to try and grab something first before I go on that ship. What is this mysterious thing that you want to grab? Pie. No. Is it a secret? Kind of? Sort of? Alright, I'll hmm. just explain to you guys. I don't want anyone else getting bitten if we encounter that lycanthrope. And that makes sense. I still have poison <laughs> that I purchased earlier on before we came, before we went in the sewers. And I know lycanthropes are susceptible to silver. I wanted to, and then James could tell me if I can't do this or not. I wanted to purchase some powdered silver and mix it in with the poison. There is such a thing as alchemical quicksilver, it's which just... imitates silver's properties for a certain amount of time. You can coat your weapons with it. Out of character, I'm very confused as to why mercury to have similar properties as silver, but what doesn't, doesn't make sense that it's mercury. I agree, Sten. You can have one effect on your blade at a time. Aww. Well, never mind. I guess I don't want to go to the... It's not a bad idea. It's a pretty great idea. Thematically, mixing it into your poison, it would just apply silver to your weapons temporarily. Yes, it works. Nothing wrong with that. I'll do that. You are going to bounce... The invisibility is going to fade 
and you guys are going to come back and hope that this situation hasn't escalated or well, has escalated. Well, I mean, they, they can make a push for me not to go do that. They feel it's, it's more advantageous that we try and act now. I actually have a good idea. Speaking of powdered silver and pie, why don't we put the powdered silver into a cake or something and feed it to the crew since we don't know who the lycanthrope is and the lycanthrope will have a reaction or anyone who is a lycanthrope actually will have a reaction huh. and then we will know who they are. That's a pretty... And before the entire crew has a reaction. That's a pretty crazy good idea. And I like it. So I'll tell you guys how my idea might work with Galena's. But I guess we need to go buy some powdered silver real quick, right? Yep. All right. So I guess we're going to go back to the marketplace and try and find an alchemist or maybe someone who can just grind up one of my silver coins for me. Real quick. How does Ariel, Stan, and Eden feel about this? I think the silver is a good idea. And personally, Stan is not particularly bothered by the idea of various people starting to kill each other while we're gone. That seems like a win-win situation. Cool. Ariel's pretty on board with the silver idea. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It seems less risky than other things we've talked about. <laughs> okay, Gij, make a quick wisdom save to see how fast you can find a person who's willing to sell you, either sell you powdered silver or crush one of your coins into powder. Grind okay. it. See, and it's just powdered silver, so they can't be all suspicious about it. This is powdered silver. Lots of people carry powdered silver. It's valuable. I rolled a nine. It takes you longer than you would like. Uh. It takes you nearly half an hour to suss out a person as you were on the docks. And for some reason, it is even more empty than usual. And at some point, you find some guards who are very pushy, just get, trying to get you to leave. Unfortunately, Ariel's invisibility fades, but her disguise holds up to the pushy guards who seem distracted. But you find a man willing to crush one of your silver coins into powder. You have a little vial of powdered silver. Awesome. So do I need to mix that with the... Oh, we should actually get two, so if you want to put it in the pie. And you'd probably want to get a pie. Yeah, I want to get a pie, and I want to get some more medical supplies. If we are shopping, then that's something I want to do. Because it took so long for Ij to get a person with the mechanical apparatus required to crush coin into powder, and he drops two silver and then pays another to get him to do it. Galena, in the meantime, goes to a nearby alchemist and refills her medical supplies, as well as buys a pie. What kind of pie do you buy? I think I'll go for a strawberry rhubarb, and I also want to get a second one to share with everyone <laughs> that, of the group. Yeah. Fine choice. Because I really wanted pie. Next. Oh, which one is the poisoned pie? Oh no! We haven't poisoned uh, any of them yet. <laughs> I know. It's just silver. It, silver won't won't technically hurt anyone. Oh, oh, actually. Except for those of you that are bitten. <laughs> that's true. I I almost forgot about that. So, <laughs> sorry guys. I forgot you're sick. Don't so okay, so you all return to the Gibraltar, which is still in port. You can see that there are two more ballista bolts in the dock. One of them is covered in blood, and you can see that one of the men is wrapped up, leaned against one of the barrels nearby. His arm very nearly missing, seems to be almost severed at the elbow. You can also see that there are two different faces at the ballista now. Oh, it looks like we missed some interesting times. You hear one gruff voice yell in Goblin. You'll never take this ship. Does it look like they're succeeding in taking the ship? Nope, it appears huh. to still be a stalemate. So just the one guy has an arm off? Yeah, he looks pretty bad, like he might bleed out. 
are these guys actively trying to kill each other right now, or is it more just really passionate arguing? <laughs> and one missing limb. You will see the dwarf peek out around a corner, loose a bolt in the direction of the men manning the ballista, who also fire back. One of the men gets a bolt in the forehead, and the ballista bolt just hits a little below where the dwarf is standing. He pops back and laughs uproariously. So I guess that answers my question? They are fighting. It's fighting, but it's intermittent and not particularly effective. But fatally now and then. Fatally now and then, yes. Okay, first I want to roll perception to see if she recognizes any of the new faces. So I rolled perception and maybe she needs glasses. I don't know. Galena rolled an 11. It is not good enough to recognize any faces. Should we all roll them? Um, (laughs) No. Wait, so wait, did I miss? Are there more people here? Is that, did you say that? I heard there were two new faces. Oh, okay. Or two I new that. people. Also, have we or have you guys met the dwarf with the cigar and the no. big crossbow? Okay. Do we know who they're working for? Do we know who the people attacking the uh, it's ship? En- it's Endicott. We know it's it's Endicott or what remains of the Endicott family. Same if you thing. don't remember, they're basically a mobster family who runs all of the shadiest business in town. And do any of you have any connections to the Endicott? Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, if you know the captain, you might help me with an angle because I kind of have a reputation with the Endicott as someone they don't like. And if they want to fight them, I could probably easily get myself on board. You know, if I talk it up hard enough and if those guys on the dock happen to notice who I am, but hopefully they won't fight me as I head for the dock. Yeah, I mean, I could probably bluff my way on. And with your help, I probably could pull it off. Sends Meg a few here and there. He, like he knows a uh, little girl, Ray, down there in that group, but not really any of the uh, the higher-ups at all. Sten definitely recognizes one of those dudes hiding behind barrels, occasionally firing off a crossbow bolt at the ship. Who does he know? Who is that? Oh, I mean, knows as in as uh, seen Just some before. guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Being a street tough. Sure, sure. So you and I can talk our way on, Galena, and you bring that tainted pie, and hopefully we can get enough people on the ship to eat it until one of them has a bad reaction, and then we know who the lycanthrope is. It's a good plan, as long as they like pie. Yeah, yeah. Who who doesn't like pie? Terrible people, that's stupid, too. Stupid, stupid. And hopefully they're not that terrible. Uh, yeah. To get the rest of us on, he's just going to rub his chin. And says, well, I mean, the, the easiest idea, I think, would be Serial. He'll take off his hat and be like, you can be a squirrel again. You can just sit on my head under my hat as we head for the ship. And then I look between Eden and Sten. Well, I mean, I guess you could also come Sten. I feel like the lower we can get the suspicion, the more likely they are to eat a strange pie brought by people onto the ship. Right, right. And she knows them, so that would probably put her at ease. I mean, do you think they would need a shipment right now? Or would they even want to take a shipment right now? See, the the thing I'm worried about right now is getting past the Endicott, or getting the Endicott to think we're going to convince Captain Gazi and his crew to do what they want to do, even though that's not what we're going to do, because I honestly don't care what the Endicott wants from them. I mm-hmm. think we just need to get on and get at the head lycanthrope. Yeah, and then leave, because we don't really have anything else. Would I be able to sneak past the Endicott, James? Unless you are half ghost, no. Well, I mean, I can just start walking and hope they don't try anything with me. You certainly could. Why don't you put on one of your disguises? I saw your kit. Yeah, all right. I say in character. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I can try that and it'll come out terribly. What are you disguising as? Yeah, do we need to establish that before game, James? (sighs) Yes, but do it right now. Tell me what your disguises are and then I will give you one that just happens to be useful right now. Also, what on earth disguise would allow you to walk by them? (laughs) Well, you know, a disguise. 
clowns. Out of character. Everyone loves clowns. I think the angle that Mark initially mentioned that he has a rep with these guys is probably his best disguise. <laughs> I That makes sense to me. I mean, I'm an aggressor with the Endicott. Right. Uh, against them. So you think they just they won't fuss with me if I walk by? It is a possibility. One last thing. What if we were to invisible someone again and just put the pie on the ship? Like, as though it came from nowhere. And maybe people will just start eating it because they're hungry. Do you guys want to uh, wait that long? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the possible pie delivery <laughs> mechanisms that we have. I mean, for that, for them, I look to Eden. For that matter, she can float the pie onto the ship if we really <laughs> want. No. That's so true. Uh, I, no. Oh, you can't? That, I can't do it that far, can uh, I? Okay. What's the range on Mage Hand? Hang well, on, I have to bring it up. Wait, here, wait, what is floating pie? What if we try <laughs> to stage it so that an Indicot runner is attempting to deliver the pie to them, but then we fake that guy getting killed and to taunt the Indicots, so they steal the pie and eat it in front of them? <laughs> um, Classically overly complex plan. <laughs> it could work. That feels like one of my old plans. <laughs> Mage Hand only works for 30 feet, so that's not going to work. You could probably get it onto the front of that boat if we hit you, but no, that wouldn't work very well. You could balance it on the prow. Would you eat a mysterious, <laughs> you eat a mysterious floating pie that just <laughs> that just floated its way to your face? Because I wouldn't. I look at Sten. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think we'll just we'll do that. You, between you and I, Glenn, I think we could probably get our way on. I'm worried about them attacking us if they see you, though. I mean, I don't the think they would have a problem with me. Yeah, don't they have a problem with you? <sighs> I, 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 I kind of sigh and I have to admit something. Okay, I was with a, I guess you could say a mercenary group, which did significant damage to the Endicott operation, and the guy who led the group had very personal motivations, but that's the reason why the Endicott isn't as strong as it used to be. I, I probably can, you know, spook them if I need to. I was not like, I'm, I'm no boogeyman to them, but they know I'm someone they don't like, and I haven't been fighting in a long time, so I don't think they're gonna be, you know, too anxious about me walking by. Hmm, can you run fast? Fast enough, I'm sure. What if you uh, distract them and we can get on the ship? I really, then... I really don't think that's necessary. And you know what? If okay. Sen is with us and Ray's there, we can probably talk our way through that too. So you just want them to all go on board bearing pie? Well, I was going to say you could make your way through, find a crate, and then Eden hops in. Ah. Or Eden maybe can just make yourself... No, I'll probably get in a crate because that way you don't have to use your invisibility again. Wait, wait. Okay, so it's two people walking just regular onto the ship and then the rest of us in a crate? Well, no, I mean, you work at the docks, or at least they probably think you work at the docks, so you can deliver a crate. Ah, I'm delivering a crate right. to the ship, and the crate contains who? Eden. Ah, just Eden. I can't fit Eden under my hat. I can fit a red squirrel under my hat, though. So our story is that we come bearing a crate and a pie. Well, ideally, you would go without us, because that looks less suspicious. Ah, okay, and then you come afterwards. Sure. Another chance for Sten to bluff. Yeah. This always works out very well. Can I come with the pie? I mean, you can walk up with him or you can go with me. It's I don't know how you guys want to do this, but I'm going to try and talk my way on with that idea. So do you guys got any other ideas? Oh, God. That's my best. Oh, God. Ben's getting performance anxiety. I can do this. Galena just really wants to get on the ship with the pie. Yep. She really wants to see this go down. So she's getting ready to walk out there. All right, guys, I think I'm going to walk in with Galena. I mean, it would make sense if we're these two swords. She's like, hey, I know that guy. And I'm like, yes, I can sell my, my skills to them. I look around. Is there like is there like a barrel nearby? Wait, so so I don't mean to belabor the point, but we're, my story is that I'm making a routine delivery to this ship in the middle of a firefight. Just while people are getting murdered right on the street. I'm just like, hey, just got a delivery. Just going to be on my can, way once I drop try, this off. Try, I guess. Yeah. 
I was just gonna go up and say that I'm visiting a family friend with a pie, and hopefully they won't kill me. I don't know if they would let someone deliver supplies to a well, ship. Well, then, that they're... if you want, you can go ahead, Galena. I like um, how they okay. would let you deliver a pie. <laughs> well, she must be very friendly with Gazi. Well, I've talked to him a few times. He's just very friendly in general. Um, Real quick, let's get what Winter and Molly think about this. I don't have any better ideas. I'm kind of just waiting for everyone to make a decision at this point. I, I say that we we attempt the, the Galena pie delivery. Yeah. And when slash if something goes wrong, we improvise from there. I feel like Galena's losing her patience and she's just about to yeah. get ready to stomp out with the pie and snap at anyone who tries to stop her. <laughs> so she wants to do something. She wants to feel useful. Um, do it. Go for it. You got right. this. So while everyone's kind of deliberating, Galena just goes, Aww. okay, you know what? And then she walks out with the pie. Oh, 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 it's happening. It's happening. And I start snapping my fingers and I motion and, and I point at Serial. I'm like, squirrel, squirrel. And then I like take off my hat and I'm pointing to my head. Squirrel. Serial looks extremely exasperated, but transforms into a squirrel. I'll uh, jump on his head. Okay. And then I, I carefully G put my hat on over her. Galena says, I can do this on my own. <laughs> Very are, petulantly. Are you sure? Yes, who's going to stop a girl with a pie? Okay, all right. I, did you, she did taint it, right? Let's say yes. Yes, it's okay. a tainted pie. Okay, Galena steps out onto the broken and somewhat shattered wood. As she steps out from between two large warehouses, the hobgoblins on deck, one points and taps the other shoulder. They start wheeling the ballista so it's facing her. But right as they get about halfway facing, they see you toting a pie and look very confused. But before they can look too confused, they have to duck another few crossbow bolts and start re-aiming the ballista at the little group of ne'er-do-well gentlemen. The ne'er-do-wells, including Ray and the cigar-chewing dwarf, all look at you just incredulously, like, what, what is going on here? You're able to cross the distance without any of them being able to lift their jaws from the ground, but right as you approach some semblance of cover, Ray sprints half-crouched up to you and says, What are you doing? You're gonna die! Duck! And tugs on your skirts. Die? What? Who's trying to kill me? I haven't... Ha what have I done to anyone? She points emphatically at the ship. Them! They're the ones who've been doing this to the city! We're gonna kill them. We're gonna make them pay. Oh. Oh, you know She's what? He's pulling desperately on your skirts now. They're not gonna kill me, I assure you. I actually know them, and I want to stop the lycanthropy from happening as well, and I've got a plan. She looks confused, stops pulling on your skirts, and backs up, pulling a tiny shiv from inside a wrap around her waist. You with them? I'm not with them. I just know them. Can, is, is it possible for Sten to poke his head out and kind of motion to Ray? Yes, definitely. Okay, I'm going to do that. Try to defuse the situation and kind of try to waver over. Okay, roll a persuasion check. So you're just going, popping your head out and going... Yeah, yeah. Persuasion check to try to get her to be like, this is a trustworthy situation. We're on the up and up. You and me. Sorry, I just accidentally closed the window. I apologize. It happens. You and me, little girl, we're on the same page. Look at us, thick as thieves. Except I'm not an actual thief. Just a dude. And you're a thief. Maybe. Who knows? I'm coming back in. I'm sorry. You could do it, I believe. Okay, rolling a persuasion check. God knows how this is going to go. Oh, no. It's a nine. Ray looks over, backs up, looks at Sten, popping his head out. Sort of ominously, right behind Sten, Gij is visible, putting his hat over an animal. Oh, come on! <laughs> she, 
<laughs> Come on. No, you know what? Let me and... roll. Let me roll against that. That's BS. Really? No, you're right. It, it wasn't a critical fail. All right. She just says, I, I don't know what's going on here. And she sprints down the dock towards the dwarf. Do you continue walking, Glenn? Yeah, I do. She stomps right. forward with determination. Stomp, 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 stomp. As you stomp by the cigar-chewing dwarf, he looses one more bolt and sort of does a finger motion in which the rest of them start getting up and firing, providing some cover for him. He steps out and reaches to grab you. I swat his hands away and I go, stop it. I, ha- I have a plan. Which are you fighting more with, your words or your slappies? Words, so I am flapping my free hand. Let's call that intimidation versus his uh, strength. Pretty good strength roll. Not ours, the other guy. So sad. I roll an 18 for intimidation. Galena's flapping her hand and complaining as he's grabbing her. This dwarf roughly grabs your upper arm and drags you undercover. His cigar smelling of various burning poisons. You could tell that this type of cigar would not fly with humans. It would likely kill them. But he snarls at you and says, What are you doing? You're bringing on enemies a pie? It's poisoned. Oh, that's so. I know that the lycanthrope is on there, and I want to find out who it is, so we've put lycanthropy poison in the pie. Oh. Also, I know the captain. I'm not necessarily friends with him, I'm not with them, but he will let me on the ship. Well, I've met him too, but he's not going to let me on the ship. Well, I guess... He, he liked me. I'm more attractive than you are. <laughs> that you are, miss. Uh, well, what about your friends back there? He jerks his head to the right. Well, if you let them pass, they're in on this plan with me. They're not going to bother you guys. We want to stop the lycanthropy from spreading. And if this works, then we will be able to do that. Make a quick persuasion check. He seems to be suspicious that you might be on their side. Glenna rolls a 15 persuasion. His face softens a little bit and says, Ray told me you guys weren't involved. I wasn't sure I believed it, but she said you were too too dense to be conniving like that. Too much a hero type. He does big finger quotes. I don't know that you could call me a hero, but I just don't want anyone else to get hurt too badly. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like hero type to me. All right, get in there. I hope you managed to murder them all with your pie, because I've been doing it for about an hour now, and doesn't seem to be making a dent. Well, you know what they say, you can catch more flies with honey than you can with uh, hot sauce, uh, vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> hot sauce. You can catch more flies with mead than with dwarven ale, because <laughs> flies are weak. <laughs> He chuckles and waves you on, and he whispers harshly to all the men around him, Hold your fire for a minute. Let it through. Sir, would you let my friends come with me too? Uh, he looks over at Ray, and Ray nods at him. Sure. They're far more adept at killing than I am if the pie doesn't work. Since I'm going to be going with them, they'll let them on. Well, good luck dodging that ballista if he doesn't think you're his friend. Thanks. I think it'll work. I'll be fine. She waves at everyone to come out. I mean, she can't say anything to Guiche, but I hope he kind of hides. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of you come out? Sure. So, Just brazenly walking in the open well, under the wait, trained gaze of this I, ballista? I, I, what? I, Why? Wait, what? We do? No, no, no. I was going to say, before we step out, I whisper to them, should we, like, pretend to be badasses who, like, push our way through so it seems less suspicious? I'm actually walking up to the ballista to talk to the people at the ballista, and I have the pie up like a symbol of peace. Hopefully they get the message. <laughs> Galena isn't waiting for the rest of you. Yeah. She waves you over and then starts walking down the dock about 45 feet before the bow of the ship is in sight. And the hobgoblins at the ballista look, again, like the Endicott men, incredulous at this lady dwarf. Proffering the pie in their general direction, they lean back and yell and goblin. 
to get Ghazi. Something's happening that we're not sure what to do. And Understandable. you hear some return call to them that is inaudible. What are the rest of you doing as Galena walks up the dock and doesn't get shot? Okay, so should we walk out there and pretend like we're tough guys who kind of just intimidate our way through Indicott, even though they know we're not going to attack them? Don't we want to wait to see if they eat the pie? No, 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 because that could go bad really quick. Oh, okay, okay. The fact, okay. The fact that we're I'll follow, spaced I'll follow out. your lead. Okay. So I, t- I tell Stan Eden, like, look as tough as you can. And then, can Serial talk as a squirrel? Can she speak common? No, she cannot. Oh, shoot. You would have to roll, like, animal handling or something. Um, for my squirrel noises. We should have worked out a squirrel language in advance. I, I will, oh, I will well. just... The standard squirrel language of one for yes, two for no, three for maybe. If you need to jump out of my hat and turn back to normal, or whatever cool animal you might be able to turn into... I will shout potato. That'll be that'll be the panic word. I'll shout potato. Does she understand? God, I love every that? bit of this plan. She can understand you. Yes. Okay. Give give me one tap for yes and two for no. If you, if you understand. Ariel taps once. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. Let's go. We're badasses. Here we go. So we're. Just, I'm always a badass. Right. So we're just gonna walk down the dock as if we're like these really tough mercenaries. All right. So everybody roll a group intimidate. And uh, as as we're as group intimidate, except for Sariel, yes. <laughs> and as we're walking out, I explain to them, I'm going to use my background and what Gray Fox told us to really sort of buy us time on that ship. I love how Eden is the most yeah, intimidating. The most intimidating. <laughs> so Eden rolled a twenty-one. I'm just as surprised as you are. Eden rolled twenty-one in intimidation. Sten rolled a seven, and Gij rolled an eleven in intimidation. Do I need so, to roll? No, you do not, because you weren't intimidating them. You were just appealing to their better sense of. Hey, I can probably do this thing for you. This is mock intimidation. This is, this is just to appear intimidating. That's four still you, intimidation. Okay. Yes. The four of you step around the corner, power walking. Uh, are you armed or not? Do you have weapons out or are they sheathed? I'm going to mm. keep mine sheathed. Yeah, my sheathed is a sledgehammer. Can be. Oh, wait, no, I have a sword now. Yeah, my uh, sword is sheathed. I think you had to give the sword back. Oh, I had to give the sword back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Bad days. I'm just going to say I imagine everyone walking out to the Matrix song with the slow motion walking, that one song. Definitely. The Indicott crew and the Amber Sun fellas on the ship, again, look at the situation. They're no longer shocked. They're just confused. They look up at you. They look at Sten, who stumbles over a errant board because he's trying to keep his chin high. He knows that's what uh, confident people do. Gotta look down when you're tall. Yep. <laughs> Gish just doesn't look at them. I mean, he can look at them, but he keeps his head forward. One of the Indicott men leans over to the other ones and says, Isn't that the shield of Elstead? And the other guy does a gulp that is audible over the waves. At some point, Ray and the surly-looking dwarf both look as if they are going to renege on the plan because you aren't that impressive. And they were more hopeful when they thought you were uh, real hardcore, especially now that you're toting one of the known nobles around behind you. But as they start to stand, Eden snaps her head over and just does crackly lightning between her fingers. (laughs) Oh, man. And they just sit back down again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You guys are walking towards the ship down the main dock now, after Galena, who is still up in front of you. The men at the ballista, they, Alt, who, who, who are you? You can't, you can't come. I'm friends with the captain. Who are you telling? Uh, the person who told me to halt. No one's telling you to halt. They are telling the trio of hardcore homies coming up the dock. Oh, oh, they're my like friends. we got a squirrel icon now, by the way. 
I tried to tell them they're with me they're they're not gonna hurt anyone we just want to talk to the captain that's all we want to do again who are you talking to the person who told everyone else to halt Okay, so you yell up at the front of the ship. How do yeah. the three of you react, having a large, fear-sized bolt pointed at you? Well, I'm not happy about it. I'd rather it not be. I throw the meanest scowl I can. I'm like, what? What? Did you dare shoot that at me? You don't even know the world <laughs> hurt you're going to be in if you shoot that at me. You do little chin thrusts yeah. at him. I'm crazy, man. You don't know what I'll do to you. At the top of the gangplank, a hobgoblin peeks over and says, What's your name? And if you try to advance up, he points a spear down the gangplank to prevent you from coming up. My name is Galena, and I used to be aboard the Obsidian Shard. He nods and yells that back. A moment later, a call goes up the deck that they are free to come on board. And you guys all step up. The gangplank is a little wobbly on board. There are not as many crew as you would expect. There's only about six. You can see that there are two dead men laying flat on the deck. One with two crossbow quarrels in him and one with one in his forehead. The goblin at the front of the deck points towards the captain's quarters. Wait, are we on the ship now? Yep, you're on the ship now. Where are the captain's quarters? They're at the back of the ship, where traditional captain's quarters would be. There are two doors along that part of the deck. One that goes down, one that goes straight in. The in one is his quarters. Okay, Galena walks. She strides towards the captain's quarters with purpose. <laughs> and pie. Confidence and pie. And before she goes in, I want to like put a hand on Eden's shoulder and just quietly lean in and whisper and say, if anyone asks why you're here, you're trying to like secure more power in this changing political situation. Sure, okay. Yeah, that'll that'll work, maybe. Well, it, it's strange why you're here otherwise. Most of the people on this ship are foreign. I don't think they would recognize me. Oh, well, if you need an excuse. You guys step into the captain's cabin with the doors open for you by one of the crew. Inside, you can see the hairless hobgoblin. It's slightly less obvious now that he is wearing armor and has his rapier at his hip. He looks over at you mid-pour of wine and then immediately gets four more glasses and starts pouring into them. Galena, Galena, I, I remember you. You were, I believe, Basalt's arm candy. Yep. Salted caramel, that's me. Um, well, I- <laughs> I missed I your mean, charm. I missed yours too. Well, first and foremost, I brought some pie for your crew. I convinced those people outside that I'm here to kill you, even though that's not why I'm here, just so they would let me through. I was wondering if you knew why they were attacking you. As she's having that conversation, I'll go and find a chair and just sit down in it all, all like, like, oh, I own this joint, you know. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a badass. Bold, bold. Stand, yeah. stand around awkwardly in a corner. <laughs> Gazi looks over at Gish, lounging in one of his chairs and nods approvingly, and then turns back to Galena. Well, I am surprised you are even wondering. Of course I am somewhat the cause of the strife in this city. I can understand their desire to kill me. But things have gone sideways. I would prefer to leave, but alas, he comes over to you, hands you a glass, but before moving on to the rest of everyone else to glass them, leans over and whispers in your ear, I have a mutineer, you might say. Someone who is threatening to destroy my ship if I leave. He's on the ship? Yes, he's in the hold. Sven is thinking to himself that this is excellent news because it means we probably only have to kill half of these people. <laughs> is he a lycanthrope? Uh, hmm. Interesting question. I just don't putting it out there. Think so. You don't think so? No, he. I would not surprise me, but I don't think he has gone that far yet. I well, perhaps he has gone farther. I do not know. Okay. He seems to have lost some of himself in his work. You might say. 
Oh, oh, who is this person? Oh, I'm I'm sure you would not know him. Uh, okay. Um, hold on. Uh, he no, uh, he remembers. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Obaru. He is a uh, warlock of the Silk Clan. Okay. Right now, Galena's face is sort of falling because she's starting to think that Captain Gazi might be the lycanthrope. She's not sure, but it seems likely since there are really only a couple of people on board the ship. And she knows he's not going to... Well, she thinks he's probably not the kind of person who would die to save everyone else. So she's probably going to have to lie to him in order to get him to eat the pie. And then they're probably going to have to kill him. So right now, she's just trying to hide disappointment and sadness. And she just sort of looks at the pie. He looks down at the pie as well, as you say this, and reaches down towards it with a pinky finger extended and raises his no brow at you. May I? No brow. Um, to clarify, I didn't say any of this out loud. It was just described. I know. Her. Okay. She looks up at him and she says, well, I was wondering if you wanted to share it with your crew. Do I get a sense that he's getting a little suspicious? You can roll insight. And before I do another terrible insight roll, I rolled a 17. He has clearly seen through this pie ruse, but he doesn't seem afraid of eating it. At that point, I will get up and I'll be like, I also want a piece. Uh, I'm Spartacus. Is this how you give gifts? I mean, I will share this pie with you. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) We have second thoughts. I want a pie. (laughs) I just said a piece. I just said a piece. Well, we can we can split it eight ways if Sen and Gij want some as well. You'll have um, to forgive me. Seeing the Endicott outside, it's 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 made me more competitive than I usually am. Oh. How big is this pie? It's we... <laughs> enough for maybe eight people to have you know, a full pie slice. Enough that twenty could have a bite. I'll have like one rhubarb, maybe out of Gij's piece, but otherwise I'm good. Okay. S- serve your serve your men first. Serve your men first. It'd be very rude of me to take from it without them having some. Sven is internally thinking that we really should be putting as few barriers as possible between this guy eating the pie. But hey, whatever. Uh, of course, I I I believe it would be very very kind and courteous of you to offer this to my crew first. But uh, you you will understand that they are currently occupied uh, under siege, you might say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you not see the bodies on my deck? I did. Sten and Gige, would you want to man the um? What's the thing called? The big the big shooty thing. A ballista. ballista. The ballista, while Captain Gazi and his crew have a well deserved break. If he's cool with some random dude coming on board and manning their ballista, I'm happy to do it. Sure, I'll man your ballista. <laughs> he looks around a little... Now he looks confused. <laughs> can Sten roll insight as to whether he sees through the pie thing? He can. Because just out of character, I feel like we're not being particularly subtle. Just so you guys know, the reason Keish said he wanted a piece was to dispel any suspicion that it might be poisoned. No, I got uh, that. I got he, that. He already thinks yeah. it's poisoned. Yeah, right, which um... is why Keish said he wanted a piece. Right. So now he's confused. Exactly. Well, I mean, the reason why I said that was so his entire crew could stop and have pie. But I don't know if she noticed because you said that Gij did not notice that Gazi was not at all bothered by the idea of having some pie. So I don't know if she noticed that. But if she did, she would probably relax a little bit. It seemed as though Gazi did not mind having some of this somewhat poisoned pie. Then rolled a 20 on Insight. He recognizes that Gazi is well aware of the lycanthropy problem. This is a fairly transparent ruse to silver him, and he doesn't seem worried about it. But now he's confused at this whole, I will eat the pie. I will eat the pie. Serve the crew to the pie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that came out backwards. Pie for the bar the god. Pie. Serve the crew to the pie the bar. Gods. 
sacrifice for the pie god. Serve the pie to the crew first, and now he looks like, wait, wait, I, did I read this wrong? Did read wrong. So, so he does look like he might be second guessing that the pie is actually poison, basically. Now, now he might think the pie is actually poison, and you're trying to kill his crew. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, all right. Sten's okay, going to be an ass and break the whole plan and be like, all right, yes, you obviously can tell that there's something up with the pie. Uh, frankly, it's a miracle we got this far. Yes, the pie contains silver. It looks like you're not susceptible to it. Is that a problem? Do you want to know who's a lycanthrope on your ship? I, well, I, it has been two full moons since I took on this passenger and none of my crew has changed. It was part of the deal we made. But I am not against eating some pie and having it split amongst my crew. To prove this fact to you. Hey, might as well. Let's eat some pie. He pulls out a small fork and takes a bite of pie, puts it in the pie, and says, they may use this as well. <laughs> um, Wait, what did he put in the pie? A fork. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Wait, is it a silver fork? Yes. <laughs> Damn it, that would have been so much easier. <laughs> well, we could have we we run around throwing silver coins at people. Yes, yes, yes. But we're trying to be subtle. Galena walks over to Gazi, and she looks kind of confused, but she says, why does your passenger want to blow your ship up if you leave? Ah, uh, well, it's this whole endeavor, this business venture, you might say, has gone very south. Bosed. The Indicata are regrouping. The elves tipped their hands much too early against the king. Now the creature is gone. I would very much like to leave port, but Obaru, he is threatening to blow the bottom out of the ship if we don't stay to support his magnificent beast in its next attempt to kill the Indicata siblings. Wait, so you lost the lycanthrope? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yes, you might say this. Oh, good. I, I... <laughs> I reach under my hat and I just do like a come on out motion with my finger and I just take my hat off. There is a squirrel on top of Giza's head. Gazi seems a little perturbed and backs up, puts his hand to his rapier, but then after there is no sudden violence, he regains his composure. Oh, no sudden squirrel violence. <laughs> I'm like, you can change back now. You didn't say the word. Because <laughs> it, was, it wasn't panic mode. Then there would have been squirrel violence. Are you going to turn back or are you just going to stay squirrel in my head? Sariel does sort of deer in the headlights for a moment. I feel like we might as well just play all cards here. We're clearly just <laughs> laying it on the table with this guy. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to be in this situation either, so we don't really need to keep up the charade. If it's just one dude in the, you know, the whole of the ship who you know, has more information is making the mess of things. After a moment, she just sort of loops down and changes back. Galena is thinking for a moment, and then she looks at Captain Gazi and says, how would you feel about handing the sorcerer in your hold over to the Endicott? Oh, I would not be against it in the slightest. It just is currently out of my ability, you might say. Because the Endicott want to kill you? Well, yes, I do not currently believe in my ability to negotiate this point. And also, I do not believe in my ability to apprehend him, even with the full force of my crew. Apprehend the who are, sorcerer? Yes, who are currently also indisposed. Okay. Um... Wait, I'm sorry, the sorcerer is the Lycanthrope or the, the one, the mutineer? The mutineer, my good fellow. Okay, okay. I reckon it's going to be us that sorts out your uh, warlock problem. Since you don't seem equipped for it and you're stuck and Endicott got on board, the whole ship would probably just blow up anyway. Uh, they would likely confiscate it. It is quite valuable. He puts his hand on some wood and strokes it slightly. Uh. So... <laughs> no! What's stroking action? He puts his hand on some wood paneling and strokes it. There we go, there we go. So what can it's you still bad, us? but now less so. What can you tell us about the lycanthrope before we uh, go take care of that warlock? Maybe we should ask the warlock, unless you know who or what the lycanthrope is, Captain. 
I will gladly answer any questions you have, assuming the warlock does not answer them first. I assume through previous experience that he will not be forthcoming. He has not even told me much, but I have gathered information. If you handle this problem for me, I will gladly divulge what I know. Okay, oh, so, so basically we have to kill the warlock first, is what you're telling us. I then we get answers. You could say that. We really, really must know. We need to know who the lycanthrope is if this is going to work. We will kill him for you, so long as we can find out who the lycanthrope is or what. Oh yes, I do know who the lycanthrope is. My good Galena, I would not lie to you about this. Okay, (laughs) thank you. All right, I guess we've got a warlock to well, murder. Well, before we do that, can, is there anything you can tell us about what magic he uses? Maybe if there's a way we can appeal to him verbally to get information before we have to end up nullifying him? Oh, of course. Knowing your opponent is very important. I would not want you to go down into the deck and die and perhaps damage my goods at the same time. Uh, mm, yeah, that'd be terrible. quite taken, you might say, with the creature. I find it quite unsettling. I have seen him unweave other magician's spells, which is very impressive, but uh, according to him, he is mere power trick. So he says, I think it is much harder. Other than that, he has been doing extensive research on this in secret, and I have he's taken to wearing cloaks, concealing his face and body, so I have not seen him for nearly a month. At have, least you seen him, have you seen him unweave any sledgehammers to the face? I have not seen him stop any large objects going towards his face. I would think good that know, is the exact plan you should go with. Wait, okay, so he's wearing cloaks, you said, suddenly, and he didn't use to before? No, he was, in fact, rather vain. So you haven't actually seen his face in, like, a really long time, is what you're saying? Uh, not for a fortnight or two. Oh, a night or two, okay. A fortnight. A fortnight or two, okay, well, that's suspicious as hell. I agree. Is there anything he might use besides magic? Uh, he is trained with the sword, but I can best him easily. Okay. Do you know if he was able to control lycanthropes? I believe that was the focus of his studies, yes. Would he speak words? Could he will it, you know, without speech? Through my inquiries, it appeared that it was all uh, music-related. Fantastic, thank you. All right, if anyone else got any questions, let's go beat this knucklehead up. You're gonna men gonna bother us when we walk around the ship? Where is this guy? Below oh, deck? I will inform him he is below deck. I believe okay, okay. there is at least one subject still with him. Wait, so what's a subject? Oh, I uh, apologies. I believe a, a goblin is down there. I th- I've seen him with fur. All right, get your silver weapon. Get your silvered weapons ready, folks. And uh, and once I step closer to Eden and Stan, and I whisper, once we head down the stairs, put the beeswax in your ears, just in case they play music. Yes, good call. Also, I don't have a silvered weapon, but I'll make do well, with you the and big I will, yeah. sledgehammer. Yeah. Galena looks at Captain Ghazi and says, It's good to see you. I'm sorry it's under such grim circumstances, but I hope we can help. I oh, hope this of course. goes well. <laughs> I believe we both shall prosper from this. But for now, business. Is there any chance Stan can roll like some sort of check to see if this guy is totally planning on killing us after we kill his opponent? Sure. Would that be like an insight or Yes. I also want to roll an insight. Both Gige and Sten scrutinize Ghazi as he puts his finger underneath Galena's chin, pointing her face towards his as he speaks sweet nothings. What did you roll? Uh, Sten rolled a 10. He's rolled a 20. Sten can't tell. These types always seem to have something up their sleeve, but Gige, you're Maybe. fairly confident that he just wants to leave. Right. He's losing some of his swagger because he is very clearly worried about the situation. Before we get ready to leave the room, I look around. There's little parchment and pen, right? 
Definitely. If you'll recall, this room is covered in Books a bunch right. of paintings of people doing athletic things with very little clothing on. I describe them as Grecianly pretty. Is there is there um like a bookshelf? Yes, there are lots of books. Uh, I pick up a piece of parchment and I'm like, please, before we leave, write down everything you know about the lycanthrope and place it in one of your books because I should hate to come back and find you dead and not be able to get the information I need if we fulfill our side of the deal. Hmm, that does sound tempting, except the person who would kill me would likely be you, because now you have all the information. No, 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 no. You will hide it in this room, and then we will take care of it. Because if we come back and you're dead before we return, we can no longer get the information. Uh, you know what? As much as I like Galena here, their masked friend, I do not like him so much, because he imagines me dead so much. Dead in like the next five minutes, too. I anticipate surviving this situation. I would appreciate some faith and help in this endeavor. You seem like a good enough swordsman that you could last for like five minutes, right? When there's a man who endeavors to blow up the bottom of your boat and the Endicott is outside, it's very possible you can get killed while we are trying to take care of your problem. He looks out the door real quick and says, In Goblin, give me a report. And they call back, all quiet. He turns to you and he says, It appears your Endicott friends are counting on you to deal with me. So, deal with me. I, uh, I snap back. They're not my friends. Oh, really? Well, we should talk about that later. Because right now there is a madman in my hold, and he's threatening to blow up my ship. You make sure you don't die. I Stay will late. do my best. <laughs> After that, I, I uh, leave the captain's quarters, waiting for someone to direct us where to go. Galena looks apologetically at Captain Gazi and says, I'm very sorry for my new paranoid companion. He's, oh, I'm sure he is very useful. He just likes to cover all the bases. Keep him on. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we'll see you in, in a little bit. Enjoy the pie. And Galena walks out as well. I wonder if silver makes pie taste bad. Anyway, let's worry about the killing. <laughs> Sten's brain. <laughs> <laughs> the moment Galena looks away, you can see his gaze, which has been mostly on her. It's drifted across the rest of you. Just goes straight to Eden, Sariel, and Sten and just drinks you in. Just looks you up and down. He's just undressing you with his eyes really hard. <laughs> it's cool. I appreciate the recognition. Do the three of you say anything as you leave, or do you just wilt uncomfortably under his gaze and step out? There's no. Oh, point I'm cool. I'm cool anything. with it. Just give him a little head nod and be like, "Yeah, you know it." And walk out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Sariel? Mostly oblivious, but just kind of like stares back and then walks out. <laughs> nice. The five of you find yourself on deck with one of the Hobgoblin crew pointing the low decks towards an open door. He gives you directions. You know, turn left, go down the stairs, turn, there will be a door, enter. But once you do, he will be able to see you. He's had a tendency to throw things and shoot things at people who go into the room. So uh, perhaps duck when you go in. That's good, good, good advice. Sten's going to attempt to memorize the faces of the various Hobgoblins that we're not supposed to murder, presumably, on deck right now. Okay. Just for future reference, because it feels like it's about to get really confusing, conceivably. All right. Are you guys doing any prep as you head down into this place? Yeah, uh, I mean, they would need to put the beeswax in their ears, so he doesn't understand Yeah, the beeswax thing. Stuff those ears full of beeswax, if you're bad. Should, should we try and talk to him first? Maybe make him think that we think lycanthropes are great, and that we want to help him find it now that it's escaped? And then we smash his face in if he doesn't cooperate. should have seen if he wanted pie. He might not buy the pie thing. I think the pie thing isn't going to work. Well, okay, so he is in a small room, right? Is that he correct? is in the hold, so it's in a big room. Probably a decently sized room. Okay. And there's there's another lycanthrope in the room with him. 
this one. Or he's the lycanthrope. In Should right we? Now, so right? what do you guys think? Should we try and sell him on the idea that we want to find that lycanthrope because we think lycanthropy's great? Because he's supposedly infatuated with it now. That seems like a hard sell, especially for all five of us. Maybe one person. I glance at Serial. She's an elf, and elves supposedly are tied up with that. You might be able to sell him on the idea. It's unlikely you'd be able to sell him on the idea that I would be supportive. Um, all right, well, I guess we're just going to talk to him and then smash <laughs> him in the face. Smash his face, face, and yeah. that always works. Face smashing. Galena's holding her pan flute uh, while they go down. I should probably add that when she was changing her clothes, anyone who was glancing in her direction could see on her back a large blue octopus tattoo with its tentacles curling up over her shoulders. And with her corset right now, it's still mostly visible. Was that a thing? Is that that one god? Oh, like Cthulhu. Oh, not um, that. I was thinking of, there's some, I think it's in the Forgotten Realms or some, was it the sea god? Apparently it's not that, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, it, she just liked it. I mean, I guess you could ask well, that's about cool. it. Um, <laughs> I'll ask that later after the murder's done. Yeah, we've got priorities. Murders first, discussion of art later. <laughs> yes, various body decorations later. Okay, so you guys go down to the deck, all of you who have been bitten, stuff some beeswax in your ears, and you set to the door. You're standing in a very narrow hallway. The ship is pretty well made. All the boards fit together really nicely. There's some, like, carvings in the walls that look nice. In the moment where you all have heavy breathing as you know that there's something bad on the other side of this door, you notice these small details. Who and how are you busting into this room? Well, Sten's going to take a moment to sort of appreciate the moment and uh, gently stroke some wood. (laughs) That paneling, man. Sorry, yes, the wood paneling, yes. It's very nice. What kind of lumber do you think this is, Sten? Galena watches... Roll carpentry. For the important questions. Galena watches Sten stroke some wood and wonders if Gij is going to join him as he is looking at the wood, too. I shake shake (laughs) my head, and then I step over to Serial. Right, sorry to interrupt. What did you want me to roll? I apologize. Carpentry. As you mentioned, you were stroking the wood. You get some where, knowledge from that. Wait, where is what, carpentry? Where is it should that? be in your tools. Oh, the carpenter's tools? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know you that. You have it in your background. Oh, this is rules I did not know about. It doesn't come up very often, but when it does, General it helps 13. you out. You can tell when you look at the floor, there is what you think at first is just uncharacteristically poor craftsmanship. But as you look closer, you realize that there is carving in the wood. You can see as you peek under the edge of the door, because it draws your attention so out of place, that there is the edge of a circle carved in the wood. Hmm. So this looks like a potentially magical, I assume. Or weird, certainly looks at least. out of place. Sten's going to point this out. Hey, hey, uh, everyone, there's something carved in this wood here. Anyone know anything about arcane stuff? Eden, maybe? Do you know what any of this means? I look at the other two ladies. Well, I rolled a 17 arcana. Eden crouches and looks at the edge of it, and you can see, just by peering underneath the door, you can see a little offshoot circle with the arcane symbol for flame in it. This is very likely a rune, but unlike the one on the tabletop, this one has not gone off yet. Okay, I'm going to make sure that this everybody in the party knows that. Right, because he said right. he did want to blow up the bottom of the ship. Yeah. So if we open the door, the ship might blow up? Is that well, what no. We're getting? This no, is in I the mean, door or below the door? At the edge of the door. This is on on the floor at the bottom of the door. Okay, so the guy can make things. This is good to know. This is all good information. So we could encounter some combat rugs, How for does... lack of a better term, in here. How do these work, any of you who know about this? Like, what does one have to do to make these runes explode? Does, does anyone know? I look hopefully between the ladies in the group because I doubt Sten knows much about magic like myself. Yeah, not so much, even though I do it, sort of. 
I mean, I probably know dot dot dot. Do you want to try to make this rune not do what it's supposed to do? If I can do that, then sure. Sure. You can try, definitely. Do you want to roll an arcana to try to disarm, basically? Sure. Let's see what happens. I mean, these are carvings. Could she, like, repair the wood so that the carving's no longer in it? Would that work? She can fix things. You can always try out of rolling solutions. It's an 18. But she doesn't need to. Eden simply goes down and with her silver dagger just janks a single spot inside the circle with the fire rune in it, then pulls it back out and looks smug. (laughs) Well, that was easy. clever she is. I'm so clever. Hopefully that's the only one you had, because that would be hilarious. So, mar the runes. Got it. Hey, Geege. Just... Side note, um, if I hadn't disarmed that rune in the exact way that I did it, it could have gone off, so don't try anything if you don't know what you're doing. Right. You will disarm the runes. Got it. Good talk. Thank you. I will not stab at the floor with my sword. Yes, um, or we will get wrecked. Serial, what can you do in, in you know, in fightings? Because I don't know what you can do, and I kind of know what everyone else can do. Hey, can you, turn in, can you turn into something tiny and look under that door? How much space is there? The amount of times I can do that is a little bit limited. Uh, Um, It's a little bit limited. You can do it twice every short rest. So you just need to kick it for an hour. Right now you can change twice. In in character, I would would prefer to hang on to that. Oh, okay. So you don't tell us that. Um, Well, what what can you do? Like, can you cast magic or do you play an instrument? You carry a sword? I saw you had a stick. The stick comes in handy. Okay, can you do magic? To be fair, I think turning into a squirrel does sort of count as magic. Well, I mean, like, fight magic. Fireball, I mean, that's, that's cool balls magic. of fire. And... Because he's, he said that he could, quote-unquote, unravel magic, and I don't know if this is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I look intently at Eden again. I have a couple of tricks. Mm-hmm. She wants to surprise us. It's going to be awesome. I get a little wary of her because she's not telling me. Oh, yeah, you're one to talk. Anyway, we should probably yes. stop quibbling and murder right. someone. So, right, nope, guys, this is the quibbling podcast. Be careful with your magic, I guess, because who knows? So I'd, I'd get my shield off, and I just... Is the door open? Like, I don't want to bust through it if it's open. Is it open? I vote big shield guy goes in first. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just try and open the door. Is it open? The door is not open. Mm. You go jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Well... Okay. I can uh, do this part if you want. Well, hold on. Besides the rune, how would I check for trap perception, right? Sure. Okay, because... Who knows? That one chamber had a tripwire. Okay, I rolled an 18 perception. Gige traces his hands around the door after jiggling it fiercely, just in case there was a trap that wouldn't have been set off by that, and then determines that there's no additional dangers. Okay, well, you can either smash the door down or I can knock. I like the boldness of the knocking plan. Yeah, I mean, if we can get information from him, so I'm, just, I'm gonna knock. Is everyone all right with that? So it's knock? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. This should be good. I give a nice, good, strong knock against the door. A nice. voice from below. <laughs> Calls up. I told you I didn't want to be disturbed. We have pie. That's yeah, what I was Gal- thinking. Galena yeah. was about to say. We, brought we got pie. pie. There's pie on the Delivery upper deck. Here. Do you say that in a chorus? Yes. <laughs> we Let's all it. say it. We've got pie. There's, there's pie on the upper deck. <laughs> so you hear footsteps creaking across the bottom of the boat going up what seems to be a flight of stairs from the noise and from the other side he makes a sneaky roll i'm going to add that galena um hurriedly shifts her hand around in a pouch and pulls out a very squished piece of pie that she was saving for later and holds it in front of her expectantly (laughs) also that way he'll be able to smell pie 
So, you know, it increases the realism. Oh, man. The... That's realism. We will enchant him with pie. The truest, strongest magic. You hear some scratching on the wood of the floor on the other side, and he opens the door. Oh, there see. is a cowled man. The cowl in front of him goes down below his chin. You're positive that he can't see anything through it. He says, come in, come in, come in, and walks down the stairs. I want Sten and Eden to roll wisdom saves. No one else has been bitten, yes? No, no one else has been bitten. Just us. Roll wisdom saves. Of course, I got beeswax in my ear, so I'm like, what? Oh, roll <laughs> wisdom saves at advantage. 13. Eden rolls a 19. I love how I rolled it in adva at advantage the second time and got the exact same thing. Eden, you feel your foot just drag along the floor, despite how much you want it not to. The voice being muffled seems to help your impression of the world, but Sten steps through the door, pushing Galena out of the way, and starts tromping down the stairs. Oh, snap. Then you realize that this is not super what you want to be doing, but it seems like a really good idea. It's not that far off. I'm okay with being my control thus far. Come on, guys. Let's go. This is much closer to the murders. Galena's I don't say to... that out loud. <laughs> Galena's thinking to herself, like, maybe I need to get on this whole music power thing. Maybe I can ask him about how to do that. <laughs> so what do the rest of you do? Because Eden is aware enough to know that she has just been manipulated. Do any of us notice her doing this? Does she, is she, she going to tell us? Or do we notice it? You don't notice I it mean, unless she tells you. But yeah, you do notice Sten you know, marching through. But that isn't But that could have been normal. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that I can grab onto to steady myself and keep myself from being pulled? Definitely. You you are not, no longer being pulled. You've resisted the effect. But you can have rested your hand against the wall to prevent yourself from going any further forward. Okay, well then I do want the others to know what's going on and what just happened. Okay, Eden obviously struggles a moment with her own actions before recovering, and Sten was rather rude, which is so unlike him. Sorry, man, ma'am. In my defense, you're very small. Tells us that, <laughs> so she tells us that it's like it's hard for her, it was hard for her to move and she had to fight something. That something was manipulating her movements. It was obvious from you looking. Okay. Also, do any of us have the sheet music that we, we gathered up in the past? I know I had it for a while. I guess I still have it. I don't remember doing anything with it. Galena's ears perk up that sheet music, huh? What? Eden has the sheet music, right? Have you been collecting? Yeah. Okay, cool. So Eden communicates to us that she feels like there was a force being exerted on her that made it difficult for her to move? Yes. Okay. I'm also going to ask her really quick for the sheet music. Why is that? I think we may need this and I want to pass this off to Galena. Okay, it's all yours. Okay, so I'm going to pass off the sheet music to Galena. I'm going to say, try playing one of these if the lycanthrope is there and things get really hairy. We don't know what they do, but in the past, people have played them and they control the lycanthropes. I'm just going to laugh at the line if things get really hairy. There you go. Ar, 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 ar. But Galena looks at the sheet music and looks very excited for a minute and starts uh, scanning it. And I guess, um, I don't know if this would work, but if I rolled perception or insight, would that give her any information on how the music might work as magic or as mind control? Definitely. Roll okay. an insight, actually. Yeah, okay. Ooh-wee. Galena rolled a 19 insight. Yeah. Galena's insight, as she, as a educated dwarf, understands that these are operas from the Avzal. One is specifically about greed. It would motivate someone to steal to their own detriment. Steal whatever they want most. The other would incite someone to attack a person of great renown, murder them in a public fashion. Those are what you get from them as you recognize the story and the ever so slight adjustments made to the music to make it sort of hypnotic. 
with my shield up, I enter the room, and I see Sten just tromping in, and I call out from around my shield, Hey, hey, buddy. What's the warlock's name? Abaru. I don't know. Do we? Oh, hey, hey, Abaru. Captain wanted us to let you know there was high on top deck. You want to get some? Pie? I can't believe this is working. <laughs> high plan is, this is good shit. We're going to say that Galena is still at least in the door on the stairwell because she's inspecting some music. I might control myself beyond the walking with the guy. Yes, it doesn't feel weird talk? to you. Okay. It feels very normal. So you're just like, oh, this is what I would have been doing. Sure, sure, I, sure. Just going with the plan, right? Does this guy look weird at all? Like, in particular, does he have any fur protruding from his cloak, or is there a tail that's obviously there? His fingers and hands, which are visible, look like a hobgoblin's fingers and hands, which in the case of hobgoblins are kind of furry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. His nails are well manicured, though, unlike some of the crew you've seen. Okay. Eden, have you come down to stand next to Gish? Yes. Eden is next to Gish. Where is Sariel? Would have reluctantly trailed Eden. Diligent bodyguard. That's what you have. So you said something about pie on deck? Yeah. Before you can say anything else, Obaru's figure turns and says very angrily, You shall address me as Magisil Obaru, and you will bring my food to me. Okay. With my free hand, I touch it to my forehead. I'm gonna, I go, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Magus Obaru of Sil. Uh, how much pie do you want? And then I mutter out of the side of my mouth to Eden. See any mortals' runes? Please deactivate them. How much pie do you want? Roll a persuasion check to buy time. I rolled while the rest of in persuasion. Okay. So while he is gabbing with this pompous robed figure, you guys can see there are two cages still in the room. They hold goblins who are very strangely sort of clawing at the bars holding them back as if they are trying to walk through them but can't. Oh, I would also like to comment to Eden that he can't see, so, you know, she doesn't have to be super duper careful about deactivating the runes, but yeah. Okay, so do I see any other runes? Roll a quick perception check. Okay, I rolled a 14. It's not terribly difficult for you to recognize, but everyone else would have some trouble. Near the door under the stairwell is a rune that you recognize as a rune of force that, if properly activated or perhaps accidentally stepped upon, would blow out the bottom of the boat very easily. Well, that's not good. Okay, well, I would probably want to deactivate it without being too conspicuous. Eden understands there is a possible failure on this. Ugh, okay. Um, well, then I at least want to bring it to everyone's attention, again, with some subtlety. You are able to point to your eyes, point to the rune, which is, once you point it out, is relatively obvious. Everyone except for Sten is on it. Is this something uh, Sariel might be able to assist with? Uh, is Sariel proficient in Arcana? Let me check my stuff. No, Sariel is not no, a, yeah. is not proficient in Arcana. She would not know how to help. It's a different school of magic entirely from what you're used to. You know what? Actually, never mind. Your background makes you proficient in this, this specific thing. Shall I roll Arcana then? You can mention to Eden that you could help her, but you, if you roll Arcana, you guys are actively doing it. Okay, okay. So basically, Eden could roll this at advantage if she wants to. Sariel sort of leans in and whispers that she recognizes this at least a little bit and would be able to assist if she wants to go forward with trying to disarm it. Okay, I think together we can do this. I'm willing to take the risk. I'm going to go for it, and I think we should quickly try to disarm the rune. Okay, first, Sariel, roll an arcana check. 
Oh boy, here we go. Nice. He rolls a 17. Woo. So Eden, roll yours at advantage. Oh, very good. Very nice. Eden also gets a 17 with her advantage. She would have rolled a 5 otherwise. And <laughs> it's one of those moments where you're tracing your dagger around the rune, looking for the point at which you could break it without releasing all the energy stored inside it, and instead let it bleed out naturally. It's, it's, it's magic bomb defusal. It is magic bomb defusal. Okay. <laughs> and you are pointing at a specific spot when Sariel brings it to your attention that there is, in fact, this other rune over here that changes the balance of the structure. And you have to reevaluate, but eventually you do find the new spot and jank down. And though there's no visible reaction, you know the rune is no longer active. Awesome! Okay, so you guys are doing that for like a, a full minute at least. Mm-hmm. This cowled figure turns to Stan and tries to walk into him and bumps into him. And he says, get out of my way, oof. Roll a That's wisdom rude. save. Oh, I rolled an advantage, sorry. That's okay. Wait, actually, yeah. I do then, to my ears. yes. Stan, you look down and this man... I rolled an 18, by the way. Right. Sorry. This man pushes you very weakly in the chest before saying this. And you start to get out of the way before realizing that, like, why should I do this? Should I do this? I don't know. But you start to realize that just his voice is reverberating through you in an uncomfortable fashion. Can I still get out of the way while yep. well realizing this? And, and yes. no you are now in control of your I don't faculties. Want to be rude. I don't want to be rude. I'll get out right. of the way, but yeah. The goblins in their cages are now cowering in the corners. Is Galena down here with us yet? She kind of joined you if she wants. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the room with you guys. I've just been looking at the music and thinking about what I can do. Right. Obaru is shuffling around between three or four desks, moving things around, sort of muttering to himself. You can hear small snippets of what he's saying, mostly that she will come back to me. She, she, will, she will come back to me. Oh, oh, oh who's this? Guy this guy is weird. Who's, uh, you, you need help finding someone? Mages Obaru of Sil? I don't need anyone's help. I, I can do this all on my own. She will love me. Yeah, I mean, what's... Whoa. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna tell us a little more? I don't need to explain myself to, 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 what, what, what are, who are you? And he starts to pull back his cowl. Does anybody react before this goes down? It's stand behind him. Yep, I have you're all hand. sort of around him. Sen's making sure his weapon is well within reach. Because frankly, he was kind of thinking of just hitting this guy in the back of the head anyway. Uh, <laughs> Before anyone can say anything, I answer, we're from the bakery. We delivered the pie. <laughs> yes. I just happened to have a blindfold and Did a you? shield. Yeah, and for some reason, it took five of us to carry one pie. Do you like rhubarb? <laughs> uh, Galena, what were you saying you were going to do? Oh, I'm just saying that I've got my panpipes clutched in my hand because that's what I think will be helpful. I'm a little bit perturbed right now just by the whole situation. Cool. He flips his cowl back, looking past Sten towards Gij, Eden, and Sariel. His eyes fixate on Sariel. He says, she's back! And he puts his hand out in like a so thankful everything is better motion before immediately throwing his hands back and saying, it's, it's, it's not her, it's a trick. As he's saying all this, you can see that he has wires of silver embedded in his skin going up to the top of his head. Beneath his chin, you can see his esophagus is torn open with the wires going into it. You can see there is, in fact, an artificial larynx in there made of Ooh, silver. That is weird. Wait, can Sten see this? Yep, all of you can see this. So you'd rather have cherry? <laughs> uh, everybody roll initiative. Sten rolled an 11. Eden also rolled an 11. Gij rolled a 21. 
Dariel can't figure out how the sheet works. Oh, well, there we yeah. go. I was having technical difficulties uh, for some I reason. Obaru begins to bring his hands up after his apparent dismay at seeing this woman who is not the woman he wants. And you can see that he is starting to put his hands together over a wand at his side that was previously obscured in the folds of his robe and is pulling it forth in an aggressive manner. Gige, it is your turn. You see this first. Yep, I'm sure I do. So I'm going to dash over to him. That's 20 feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and quickly disarm him because I don't want okay. him to use his wand. Uh, so just click the longsword, yeah? Just the longsword. No D8 added to it. Right, because that's for the damage. So I rolled a 10. Gish sees this happening and draws his sword sprinting forward, attempting to slap the wand out of his hands before he can raise it. But with surprising agility, because with all the injuries sustained to his face, it's difficult to tell. But as he gets closer, you can see that this person is very young. He is perhaps only 18. He jumps back away from Gish, drawing a sword from a table nearby, and he appears to be ready to fight. He yells to the cages next to him and the room in general. Defend me, Eden and Sten. Roll wisdom saves at advantage. Sten rolled a 14. I think Eden rolled a 15. You did. Both okay. of you find your faculties intact. The beeswax is doing its job. His voice seems dull and far away. Your vague impulse to play Gish, just kind of like that normal one you have. No, she thinks. <laughs> just real quick, Sten hasn't heard about the contents of those that music, right? Like, no, Galena okay. has not had time okay. to express okay. it just to everyone. To sure okay. Galena understands what the music is all about, though. And speaking of her, it's her turn. Okay, just gonna do what I do and probably tweet my whistle. By that I mean Galena puts her panpipes to her lips. What can I do with them? Galena can see that the two goblins in their cages are very quickly transforming into werejackals, and they are trying to scrabble out of their cages. She thinks back to the time where she played that harmonic note that shattered all the wood tables and thinks, maybe that's a bad idea in this situation. So she looks down at the music in her hand and she pulls out the silver fife and plays. Just willing this, like hoping very much that this works, not really knowing what else to do. The tune that causes people or subjects to attack a figure of importance. And she does that. Nice. Okay. Roll a performance. At advantage, actually. Sweet. Because you got this music already. Oh, nice. Yep. So Galena was cool. Galena was itching to play more music and rolled a twenty-three yeah. advantage. Galena starts to pipe out a tune behind you. It starts sorrowful and gets slightly angrier in the next several seconds. She's playing it up tempo, trying to get the gist of the song out as quickly as possible. The were jackals immediately change their focus away from Gij towards the man in the cowl. Stan and Eden roll. <laughs> Saves at advantage. Do I have to, do I have to care about wisdom being saves. meant to it? I mean, I want to hit the guy in the head anyway. Do I? You'll just have more control of yourself. This is only going to happen once, but if you succeed, you'll have access to other options besides stab that fool, which may matter for you. I may have rolled two. Yeah, I rolled two. Sorry, 14. Sorry, I had some lag. That, oh, jeez, I rolled three. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was an eight. I apologize. That was an eight. Yes. Eden rolled a 20. Eden, you can feel this music tugging at the edge of your mind, but you know better. 
But then you were overcome with rage versus this man in front of you. Whereas before you were starting to feel maybe a little weird and creeped out, there's nothing left of that. You want this man dead. You want his family to hate you. you I'm want... cool with that. I can enter a rage then, I assume. You have to enter a rage, okay. frankly. Yeah, I was going to do that anyway. That's cool. <laughs> cool. It's a level of hatred Sten has never felt before. Nice. It's very clarifying. Yep. I have a sense leaves, of purpose. It feels awesome, actually. Galena, do you want to move or do anything else this round? Well, just move. I think I'll I'll edge just a little bit closer okay. to there. And it is Obaru's turn. The first thing you see is he flicks his wand. Three bolts of light slam out. Two of them break the locks on the cages where jackals are now free. The third flies high along the ceiling and lances down right into the center of the now deactivated rune. Nothing Oof. happens. All right. Oh, yeah. Teamwork. He then takes a swipe at Gige with his longsword. Can't I protect against that? Can parry, right? <laughs> If he hits you, you can take less okay. damage from it. Does a 17 hit you? Checking this against my AC, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, my AC is 16. He deals 7 damage unless you want to try to parry some of it away. Yeah, I'll parry that. Okay, roll a d8. Gige manages to deflect the sword at the last moment, taking slightly less damage, but still takes 5. Obaru crouches slightly. You can see the air shimmer around him. And it is Eden's turn. I think... I would probably want to go after one of the creatures that he just set free. Are they still just hanging in their cages or have they come out or what are they doing? Wait, they, they're going after him now, aren't they? Yeah. They are very clearly going after him now. Well, then never mind. <laughs> I guess I should go over there and help. He is severely outnumbered. Yeah, you guys have really turned the tables on this one. Well, I can't really do nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can do whatever you want, really. All right, I'm going to move closer. Just so you know, like, Eden doesn't have to attack. He can do things like draw his attention away so that when Stan attacks, he attacks at advantage. You can do any variety of helping action, just so you know, you don't have to attack or do nothing. And there are probably other options to do things. Could she cast, could she cast like, that fog around his head so he can't see? The fog would fill the oh, room right, right. at the very <laughs> lowest level, which would <laughs> Was like Linus you. from Snoopy or whatever? Yeah. That would be character? Oh, Pigpen, Pigpen. Pigpen, yeah, yeah. I am going to try to use Witch Bolt from a slight distance. Okay. I'm going to move a little bit closer. So a very close distance. Close-ish. And I cast it and it's a 15. Okay. Roll an Arcana check as you feel something about him trying to unweave your spell. 24. Damn, natural 20. Woo. He does not beat that with his 13. You not only hit, but you crit. So let's see what that do. Oh my god. And before she exploded his head. I feel like things are not going this guy's way. <laughs> no. Eden advances across the room, puts up her hands, starts channeling lightning between them before throwing it forward. You see Obaru put his wand up and start flicking it around various directions. The lightning seems to arc randomly away from Eden before she just reaches out and grabs one of the arcs, put pushes it back in, and throws it at him. He is being Emperor Palpatine. He has taken 13 damage. Damn. Very well done. And Witch Bolt's constant attack, right? Yep, Eden will auto-hit for the rest of the fight, as long as he doesn't break line of sight. Right, okay. Sten, you're up. Uh, so I can enter, uh, not just Rage, but Frenzy, right? Which will take effect next round. Remember that Frenzy has a very serious side effect. I know, the exhaustion thing. Right, and you still have the actual thing to deal with. I feel like if I was in murder his whole family mode, like you said, it would probably be what I would do. I'm not going to say you can't for role-playing reasons, but I also 
want you to know that the initial power is activated by you losing control and being angry. The frenzy is you purposely harnessing that and doing something. Okay, I'll, I'll stick with rage then. Okay. Or at least that's rage. the way I thought it was if you want it to be another way. No, I mean, that's, that is the... essentially what I'm thinking. If it's reasonable for me to, to just be in a... Yeah, no, let's, let's, I'll stick with rage. That's fine. So I'm going to try to hit him in the face. As hit one him in the face. Uh, I'm leaning eight. Then's flesh begins to glow a molten red as he whips his sledgehammer across. It simply stops midair, striking a wall of force. And you Fancy. can see the wall of force sort of shimmer and then shatter into ethereal wisps. Whoa. That's not as normal. it is Sariel's turn. Sariel sticks close to Eden. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to actively attack. Yeah, might as well. Sariel heals splinters off of her quarterstaff and casts Exploding Thorn. Awesome. Roll it. Oof, that'll do it. Sariel rolls a 24 Exploding Thorn. She pulls her hand along her staff, wood growing off the end, forming a long thorn, and which she hurls at Obaru real quick. <laughs> Yeah. Just so we can get things straight. That's going to be real bad for Geesh and Sten. That's what I was worried about. I just realized that too. I was like, Oof, yeah, that yeah. explodes. It's not often you're hoping for like a lower roll. I got this. I, it's fine. No big deal. <laughs> can I shield myself against it? Against exploding thorns? <laughs> I kind of like the idea of Sariel really wanting to show off. <laughs> Well, she rolled. Oh no, that's the, that's that's a twenty for attack. Okay. Yeah. Would, yeah. Wouldn't that be good? Like, wouldn't she be able to do it without exploding on us? I bet uh, this guy, I mean, guy is gonna die before we do, so it's all good. This, I, this is not a particularly subtle spell, I think. No, it's not. Like, I, I don't think I have a lot of control over exactly where this goes off. Right. No, it, you do not. And it would go off right in between them. So it's definitely something you can do. It definitely would not kill them, but it would not be pleasant for them either. And it would, bear in mind, be kind of funny. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> so it's up All to you. All right. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go through with it. Okay, so Sariel holds what appears to be a long thorn in her hand. She hurls it at Obaru. It sinks deep into his chest, dealing seven piercing damage. Uh, Sariel want... calls out, get back. With that warning, Sten and Gish may roll their dexterity save at advantage. Sten oh, rolls a 19. Gish rolls an 18. Both Gish and Sten take only five damage from the explosive thorn that shatters into extremely sharp miniature thorns that pepper the wood in every direction. Son of a gun! <clears throat> ah, just refreshing almost. <laughs> For Sten, it may be because it only did two damage. Wait, it only did two? Because you're right. Oh, yes, correct. Yes, yes, yes. As your skin nearly burns them to charcoal before they hit. But Obaru is not so lucky as his chest cavity is ripped open. Oh, jeez. Oh, that doesn't look the... good at all. Oh, jeez. The werejackals, not being receptive to Sariel's warning, jumped into the explosion instead of jumping out of it, catching faces full of thorns and hitting the body full on, biting and ripping and tearing, finding themselves connected by conduit to Eden's lightning. Okay, that I feel and bad about. they burn along with Obaru's corpse as he falls to the ground, and we will wrap for the evening. I didn't even get to hit the guy once. I feel so angry. <laughs> Can I just, like, pummel his dead body, like, a little bit? Just gently? Okay, yeah, just a little bit of light. A gentle pummeling. I mean, it's not going to be as bad as a massive chest cavity, but, just, you know. Just turn his head into ground beef. There you go. A little bit. Anyway, yeah, but then, then, then we're good. One solid blow, and then we're good. And this is I'm why Geesh wanted to ask Serial what she could do. So exploding <laughs> Thorns would that was not pierce his remarkably body. impressive. I will, I will, I will say that. Yeah, it was impressive, but it hurt, and that wasn't fun. Bye. Don't Magic be sorry. Works.
that, our heroes stand victorious in the Gibraltar's hold, having soundly thrashed the wicked warlock Obaru. But many questions still remain. What new and mysterious powers will Sariel surprise the party with? Can Sten's vigilant attention to the wood around him continue to save the party? Will Eden found the bomb defusal squad in Obelik? Can Gige keep acting so hard with thorns in his backside? Will Garena's brash bravery continue to pay off in non pie related situations? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes.